Okay, so in the girls' podcast today, I asked you if anyone's ever told you you look like a celebrity. Yeah. So now I'm going to ask you if any, <laughs> has anyone ever told you you kind of remind them of a type of animal? What? That is the <laughs> dumbest question <laughs> ever ever heard in my life. An animal? Oh, yes. I got, that's there not a dumb question. People my, ask my, that all the time. My wife, who I roast continuously on this show, yeah, says I have frog lips. Frog lips. Like they're lips. little tiny lips. I don't have like I, I need to Botox my lips apparently. So please that, Botox that's, your lips. That's there we go. We there can make go. a lot of fun of you. Botox lips like this. Like a, I don't. So you I, have frog. So lips. So there you go. So I have frog lips. So there I I at least answered your really. Bad question. That's not a bad question. You just maybe haven't had the experiences you, in life that I've had. You oh, okay? I want to hear yours because maybe this will prompt Peter because Peter looks like you he's know. Empty. I feel like mine's kind of like a cop out because people just giraffe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be one. Yeah, your legs are like as Have long ever, as a giraffe. I think it's a cop out because people like this. Probably every tall person gets that. You nah, know, you're the you have the longest legs. It's in the probably because I'm pretty gangly. No, you're, no, you have very long. Oh, legs. you're not gangly at all. What? Yeah, come on. six foot twelve. <laughs> I, know. I think it's because I'm gangly. I got long uh, limbs. So let's see what Peter's animal is. If it's not an I don't animal, have one. yeah, I knew he was, didn't have one, but maybe like is there a spirit animal? They're like, come on, give me a, a little spirit, like a, like a meerkat. What would you? Like a meerkat. A meerkat is actually good. That's pretty good. I, <laughs> I like could definitely that. see your head yeah. popping out of the yes, ground. He has a little meerkat every, every now and again. He, he is, especially right after a tournament, he becomes a meerkat. He just kind of goes into his hole and snuggles up, and then. And yeah, after about a day and but a half. you also kind of look like a meerkat. Yeah, and then after well, a day and a half, you. he just pops his little head up. And oh. like the blonde, the blonde beard. He's the blonde. Meerkat. It's like very blonde. Meerkats are blonde. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody. That was really nice of you guys. I thought I was gonna look <laughs> weird. Hello and welcome to 10 Minutes. I'm Tony Scott, Peter Rodney in I'm the here. house. How you doing, Meerkat? I'm, I'm great. I appreciate you calling me a Meerkat. Uh, there could be a lot worse. Technically, you brought it up, so I feel like it's kind of your fault. No, I'm just glad that everybody kind of agreed with me because I thought a meerkat was, you know, adorable and you, know, you are adorable, smart and charming <laughs> and funny and witty, cute, <laughs> cute, <laughs> yeah, cute. That's why we said that. Very we cute. agreed with yeah. you. Yeah, thank you, you thank one. you. I was going to ask Kayla at one point. Um, I can't remember what production company it is, but at the end of, I know they do Jimmy Neutron, but they would. The, like there's a monkey and it goes, hi, I'm Paul. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Okay. When people call you a giraffe, you should be like, hi, I'm tall. <laughs> this is me entering the wrong podcast <laughs> again. studio again. It's like, it's like one. It it's because we're young, least, youthful, uh, and vibrant. Vibrant. <laughs> Thanks a lot, vibrant. Minneapolis Chamber of Commerce. Young yeah. and vibrant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so vibrant. Look at, I me, must look have at been my jacket. Vi- I must have lacked vibrance. It's kind of like when you see like like a movie that's in black and white, 
And then you see a movie in color and you're like, whoa, it's so pretty. That's like when someone looks at you and then they look at Peter. Oh, wow. (laughs) You should quit. You should quit today. Walk out. Like, wow, that person's so young and youthful and vibrant. Couldn't have been the 51 hours I put in of lack of vibrance last weekend. Here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. You say that. You say that. Here's the deal. I was there before you. I stayed later. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. And then you call me a meerkat. And then, you're trying and to make I, fun of me. Oh, and he goes into I, his cave and he pops and then up after about a, a day and a half. Who did a podcast till 11 o'clock? That's a self-inflicted wound. Oh, okay. That's What's a self-inflicted wound. I did no, that. No, you, you just worked those four hours last weekend. Oh, yeah? Oh, oh no, you worked 10 on 8 on Friday. Well, I did other things that weekend. So. Yeah, you had, a little, you had a little more going I'm on. I'm still youthful and vibrant. Okay, youthful and vibrant. <laughs> Too bad your colors have been drained. Oh, my gosh. So mean. She's so, so mad at me. you right now. I know. I know. All right. Uh, let's get into some hockey. Uh, speaking of youthful and vibrant, the Breakaway Academy is our first sponsor of the day. Uh, thank you to them. We have kind of a red, white, and blue theme. With I kind of went with the Breakaway Map South coloring today you have map south's league the bantam elite league rocking that yeah. today and your west st paul hat so yeah you're fully, I thought I'd you're go, fully uh, map south out today west st paul hat today so you'll be uh doing some breakaway work this weekend peter so why don't you uh bring us up to date <laughs> on what how the video hype video is going uh, have you been out there twice this will be my third third time. visit. Okay, so good. My third visit in a couple of weeks. We're gonna any takeaways focus on the soccer program this coming weekend. All right. Uh, my takeaway is that these kids get just enough activity time. Yeah. Uh, we were Brennan and I were out at the Chaska location, and we were standing in gym class, and I was watching them like run sprints and do sit ups and jumping jacks and stuff. And I asked Jess Martin, "So, how much activity time do these kids get?" She said, "Well, they get an hour on the ice. They get an hour long gym class, and then there's recess for the lower school kids. So these kids are getting a minimum of like two and a half hours of physical activity time. Every Probably pretty good day. for kids with that much energy, right? Uh, yeah. I bet you they pay a really good attention when they're in the classroom. Uh, kids." And this is scientific. They pay better attention when they don't have the wiggles, yeah, and when they're you know properly fed. So I'm there should be that. no distractions at Breakaway Academy if they're, no if they're doing stuff for no. two and a half hours a day. And I was in the classroom doing some video and some pictures that day as well, and that was one of the things that I noticed. Maybe I was in the room, but I got to listen to a couple of gives kids give speeches in the eighth grade class. That was fun. Yeah, uh, the three pillars academics character and athletics absolutely comes third nice work uh you and jazzy to uh kayla on those uh breakaway academy students of the week we have another one popping out this week i'm sure Subtle reminder. Very subtle reminder. <laughs> All right, let's talk some hockey. Uh talk which, a we're going to go lumberjack a first. Lumberjack. We brought about we talked about the 317 hour days that i had Working the lumberjack? You did not have three seventeen hours. If days. you include I the was podcast, a thousand percent. If you include the I podcast was in the building before you were there, and I stayed after. You, you did beat me on Friday. Yep. Yes, I did. You did beat me on Friday. Yes, I your, did. Your rink opened an hour before mine. Oh yeah, trust me. I was walking around Fogarty at five thirty in the morning. Oof, that's that's real work there. That is real work. All right, we'll start from the top, going to the bottom. Bantam A Hopkins over Moorhead. 
Um, was it Moorhead in that yeah. one? Yeah, it was Hopkins it was like over three one maybe in that championship game. Hopkins is is Torin Tompkins named most valuable player, tying with Northfield's Miles Canelli with eleven points. Yeah, the tournament. I, that Hopkins team is pretty unique team. They have four D that all kind of have a specialty. You know, there's yeah. one like a puck rusher. There's the stay-at-home guy there's the hard shot guy you know it was just kind of a fun group and there's the glue guy there's the glue guy exactly and then and then the forwards they just had a bunch of energy up front a lot of different guys who brought energy Tompkins is the is the skill guy in that group I mean wow this kid had heel drags toe drags every drag you know this kid was he could he could avoid the opposing team like nobody's business. And uh, he had a beautiful tap-in goal that gave them the lead and kind of finished off Moorhead. Moorhead really needed to get a two-goal lead and kind of just buckle down defensively, and they couldn't get that second goal, and that's what cost them. Well, that's fair. That's fair, I suppose. All right, what's next? Uh, oh, I had one more point on Hopkins. I noticed that one of their assistant coaches is someone I played against in high school. Who is that? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoulder check you the next time I see you, Mike Mooney. Okay. Yeah, he played for Breck. Was he right around my nephew's age? Um, I'm Older assuming he was. I'm actually going to pull up a box score. Box score. A box score from my senior year to see if we played against each other wow. as seniors. You lived in the Should I pull up Minnesota the eight, hockey Should I pull era? up the 8 nothing loss or the 14 to 1 <laughs> loss? I go 14 to 1. I bet Morty got on the on yeah. the uh, on the score sheet. Oh, I bet he did too. Oh, there he is. Look at that. What year was it? Would you look at that? 2010, Michael Mooney had three assists. Yeah, my nephew was on that team for sure. Yeah, look at all these penalties. Oh, my gosh. Did you get any penalties? Did I get any penalties? Yeah. No, but I got drilled after scoring a goal. I didn't score the goal. I had the assist. But I got drilled after scoring by, I believe it was this kid, Brendan Yates. Really? Yeah, we, we did not have a great relationship with Breck. So the next time I see Mike Mooney, I'm going to remind him. He wouldn't remember. High school's over. He wouldn't buddy. remember your team. No, he would have no clue. No, he would what? have no idea. Uh, PWA White Bear Lake, the shootout Kings up and Oscar Maple Grove one to nothing in extra innings. White Bear Lake won three consecutive shootouts. Uh, in you want to talk about the first one? No. Come on, talk about the first one. I think it's kind of cool, in. actually. What that we stopped the Toronto it. horn. You oh. Toronto horn the whole thing, which well, is kind of cool. We had a small. Con- there was a little confusion on the overtime rules, and I walked into the rink, and they were playing overtime uh, in a, they in, were a, in overtime. In it should have gone right to a shootout. To a shootout, yeah. And I had our penalty box worker bang on the horn. I told the referees, "Sorry, sorry it's about over. that. We're going with." Three man shootout, and I think both coaches were like, uh, "Yeah, it's probably what we should have been doing at first because the they read the program a lot closer than anybody else does." Right, but uh, it all ended up working out. Yeah, and when you have out. Owen Ryan, wouldn't you want to go to a shootout? Let's go. Right, I'd be like, right, just go shootout. right to a shootout. Let's just skip the game. We'll go right to a shootout. And he stopped eight of nine in the second one, which is a little side note here. Um, Alex Bolt, they were down four to one. Alex Bolt scored on a snap slap wrist shot snap slap it was beat reinhardt uh, it was unbelievable shot and it caught upper twine and it kind of just electrified the bears and they went from 4-1 to 4-4 actually had a couple chances in regulation to win it they just lit them up they just got they just they just got going in the in the third period over at stillwater and then they got to the shootout and it went forever reinhardt and 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 Ryan were going back and forth, save, 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 save. And eventually, 
Uh, they broke the ice and got to the championship game and did the exact same thing with Renner Anderson in the net. It was a zero zero game. And like literally by the middle of the second period, I, um, Matt Jasper had stepped in for a photographer who failed to make it to the event at all, uh, <laughs> that day. And I would, uh, Justin Moss and I were like, why can't you get any good pictures? Because there's no goals, there's no celebration, there's nothing really except goalie saves. Um, But anyway, I thought he ended up getting some good pictures for us and throughout all four championship games. But uh, the the best picture was Owen getting completely hogpiled at the end of the game, went over Oscar Maple Grove. So in theory, because it's a shootout and, and now rankings doesn't recognize shootouts, they just recognize the tie. So they've actually finished now rankings wise with three straight ties, <laughs> but they won the title and congratulations to them. Um, they are the defending champions, two time defending champions two-time, of the Lumberjack two-time. Cup. We're going to have to change the tournament two-time. to the Moose Goheen Cup pretty soon. Uh, uh, PWA, Moundsview, Iron. Oh wow. God. Puberty just kicked in. <laughs> I didn't like it the first time I went through it. I don't like it the second time I'm going Mounds through it. Moundsview Irondale. Uh, PWA Moundsview Irondale over Roseville. Final score there. I wasn't there. I was babysitting the consolation games. You would have so, loved this game. Of Peter. course I would have. It's it's two teams from my childhood. I remember playing Moundsview and Irondale when they were separate. Yeah, uh, Moundsview Green and Moundsview White, and then Irondale Maroon and Irondale Gold. But they are combined now. And they are now champions of the PBA division. I will gush about this team much later in the show. Uh, we don't have Mounds Irondale gush, in this gush. in our events very often, and to have them come to our event and have a lot of fun and have some success was a blast, absolute blast to see them win in, in, in somewhat of an upset fashion. Uh, Roseville was the best team or second best team in this debate in the state, depending on who you ask, and. And uh, they had crushed everybody going into this thing, and they were out to a fast start. Uh, Soren Somweber literally had one of the prettiest goals of Lumberjack history where he just took it wide, went five-hole on the yeah. goal. It was I saw that highlight. That was, that was sweet. to start the game. That was the first shot on goal for Roseville. So you kind of got the feeling like, uh-oh, it's going to be one of those games, right? And then that plucky must uh, Maverick team – uh, just kept coming back, kept fighting, kept fighting, and then got a lead. And did, they got a lead a couple times, and then they finally just pu- pulled away. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch the the effort, the excitement, everything that went through it. Those kids earned everything they got. Yeah, so, four wow. four goals in the third period for yeah. uh, the Marauders. Oh, a couple. No, it's the it's the Mavericks. Mavericks is what their name is. They were chanting, "Let's go, Mavericks!" I'm like, perfect. Throughout. I had him for two straight games. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but that's just me. It's a combination. Uh, Pee-wee Blue, Pee-wee Blue, Pee-wee B, Tonka Blue over Edina White, Jonah Flo named most valuable player. He was player. the MVP. That kid is a wrecking ball type That is player. a very you large have... Pee-wee team. <laughs> yes. That, how did you pronounce the cow? C-A-O. It's sow. Sow is how you yeah, pronounced it? Sow, oh, I like, sowed wow. that one up, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, you did. That poor kid. Yeah, his uh, the coach pointed out to me before their first game because I did the lineup. <laughs> did you have him over at Fogarty? <laughs> I had him at Fogarty, and I worked the box for their. So first you had game. it, Sal. So I'm sorry, Mr. Sal. Oh, I had I called Sal. him a cow that, the whole game. <laughs> that kid is also a truck. Yes, I mean that that Minnetonka team is huge. Crone was a big kid too. K R O H N. That's a 
big children. That's a playing big against Pee-wee this little team. this little kid. Dino White. Dino White. It's kidding. Nolte number eight. Oh, he's oh he's just wicked hands. Oh yeah, but he was probably seventy pounds. But 60 they got pounds. bullied bullied away from the puck. I'm assuming. Yes, yes. It just they just didn't have enough. You know. Yeah. Beef. What are you, you gonna know? do? They got a good team. That Dino White team's finished second in our tournaments, two, two tournaments in a row. Yeah. That's very skilled team. Good, great goaltending. Great goaltending. Both goaltending uh, goaltenders were fantastic for Dino White in in both the tournaments that I caught them. And you and you had them. They had a shutout in your game against Moorhead, right? Or, yeah, or Sebastian no, Orr had the shutout. They have a shutout. Yeah, I don't remember if they had a shutout or. Yeah, not. four nothing. They're not a bad team. They just got bullied a little bit. Yeah, they did. Game. But you said in, in that Prior Lake uh, Minnetonka game, you used to give if Prior Lake had a couple more minutes, they probably would have, probably would have come back and won, right? Prior Lake had they got all, all the momentum. The momentum. Yeah, um, not sure how they're. I love PBBs. It's just it's so fun. I played. PBBs, I got a good PBB story for you. A lot of those kids on the PBA Roseville team yeah. were on the PBB team that won the Lumberjack last year. And they kept coming by and looking at the uh, program and going, yeah, that's me on the cover. That's me on the cover. That's me on the cover. I saw a guy walking around uh, the first floor of the Super Rink with four or five posters under his arm. And I was kind of like, what are you? Oh, he's a Roseville guy. I love it. Take the posters. No, that's They're going in the trash. I want them to have But at first I thought he was just a random dude taking posters off the wall. Especially over in the back ranks. That was a... Eight hour event, event, and then it was yeah. over over there. That was so, long. I I love it. I love the guys from Roseville. Yeah, it's fun to have them at, at our PWA event, and obviously at the Gobbler as well. It was yeah. fun to see them too. Should we so. move uh, move on to some tournaments that aren't ours? Yes, or weren't ours? Yes. Warroad hosted a Bantam A tournament and did not win it. And by the did way, did not win it. Rockridge goes four and zero, a four three win over Detroit Lakes, four three over Warroad, and then a pair of six three victories over Minneapolis and Woodbury, respectively. John Westby and Cal Scott each scored twice for Rockridge in the championship. championship win over Woodbury. That's a good sign. I mean, after we saw what Warroad did in the the Blue Ox double A and what they've done since it was like, man, they could go the rest of the year without getting beaten. That's yep. a, such a really good team. And they're, they're a young team too, with a lot of those kids this first year, you know, your, your Connor Lunds and your Q and your Aiden, um, Ponfit, those young kids that they're already playing at a very high level. Well, it helps when you're six foot four <laughs> They are definitely physically. They are. They're already caught. All those kids are physically ahead. You know for sure. Right, but it's nice to see another northern team. Absolutely, uh, give give Warroad a bit of a challenge. Um, Warroad ended up taking third in that tournament, beating Waconia five to two in the third place game. All right, what other games you got? That's the only boys, and we have three girls. One I got three 10A tournaments. Love it. Big Ole in Alexandria. Moorhead over Bloomington by the a The number two-rated Moorhead spuds. They're not number one. Three. Don't look at the now rankings. That's just a computer. The real rankings have Chaska Chan as number one. Jeez. Oh, and Moorhead number two. So you Moorhead people just get to know that the real rankings are the staff rankings. Kate Hockett led the Spuds with eight goals and nine points. I've heard of her. Yeah. and I've heard of her. Add, can I tell you a funny story? Real yeah. Real quick. Uh, we were up in 
uh, Moorhead for the Blue Ox, and we were setting up. It was the night before, and we're yeah. plugging things in and moving things around. And we walked in through that new rink entrance door, and it was, it was <laughs> a, a, ten, a ten U like combined practice practice because they were just kind of skating back and forth. And I was watching, and I saw a number five go coast to coast, head up all the way, puck on her stick all the way. And I asked one of the coaches, "Who's that?" He says, oh, it's Kate Hockett. Thought, oh, there's, yeah, <laughs> that makes there's, sense. There's the light bulb. That makes sense. Uh, Marshall's Addie Piper led the tournament in scoring with nine goals and 14 points. I saw that. I saw For that. the Tigers. All right. What's next? Sugar and spice and everything nice in Hastings. Hastings won it, didn't Hastings they? Hastings won it with a one nothing championship victory over Owatonna. I think there might be a top five, if not a top 10 team in 10A, which is exciting to see. Uh, new teams yep. emerge. Especially in southern Minnesota. Yeah. Especially in southern Minnesota. All right. Uh, Star of the North up in Grand Rapids. Blaine wins the whole shebang, according to my notes. Why did I write all of that? I could have just said Blaine W. Yeah. Uh, beating Centennial Spring Lake Park. They drove all the way to uh, Grand Rapids to beat Blaine. <laughs> yeah, I it was a, Centennial. a small tournament. But yeah. There's some Constant, good teams in there. Yeah, but a talented tournament. Six really two good and teams. six to one over Centennial. Rosa won that Park. one too. Um I thought Rosa was in that. They had some good teams in that tournament. I did I do the ten A rankings. Yeah, Blaine went out of five. If you haven't noticed run. there's some good teams in that one, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Are we are we all done with games of the past? I hope we're all done with games of the past. Right. There were so many Before tournaments. Before we move last week, on man. to the future, let's talk a little bit about map south hockey. You are all donned in the Bantam Elite League, which is owned by Map South, uh, over on the whoop, whoop. east side of town uh, in Mendota Heights. They have a fantastic training facility there with shooting uh, stations, stick handling stations, uh, dry land uh, off uh, outside, in indoor, outdoor, dry land participation. They have all different types of ways to measure you. Uh, and obviously tons of on ice as well. So you got a, a real good three, four hour day of training each day in the summer for your young uh, young man or your young woman that uh, plays hockey. Check out mapsouthhockey.com. I had a kid, that's where they would go. Absolutely. All right, what's next? Let's go on to the future here. On oh, to the future. You've got all the future games lined up. I will be in Eden Prairie on Saturday. Saturday. To watch my first, get my first dose of S-A-T-Y-T-Y. squirt hockey, and here is the squirt A division: uh, Eden Prairie, STMA, who was very good last year; Champlain Park, Moorhead, who's probably the number one or number two team in the state; Minnetonka, who's not in the top ten but very close; Woodbury Royal, who is in the top ten; uh, Matamidi, who's had a great run in in uh, it's squirt Gold, A hockey. Correct. I don't think they're just one team. Oh, if it's just Squirt A. Never yeah, it's just Squirt A. And then Edina Green, who had a good weekend last weekend in the Cornerstone Tournament that they hosted at Braemar last year. Yeehaw. All right, Peter, who are you going to pick to win this bad boy? You oh, have boy. eight teams to pick for the Squirt A. It's just the Squirt oh, A tournament, boy. 18th annual, oh, man. over at the Community Center. If you're done, once you're done with your hockey, you can go jump in the pool or do some dancing or play some basketball or pickleball. Uh, why don't you give me Woodbury Royal? Ah, yeah. I know who I was going to go with. Um, I'll go with Moorhead. I'll go with the Northern Swing on that I'll one. I'll go Moorhead. Okay. 
Okay, and then back on the girls' side, we found a little tourney up in Warroad, um, North Wright County, Proctor, Hermantown, Shakopee, Warroad, Central Minnesota River Blades, Hibbing, Chisholm, Roseau, and Wyzetta. Wyzetta's had some good scores oh this year. What level I think is this? This is 12A. I think Wyzetta's going to win Pool B, and I think the host, Warroad, will win Pool A. And if you think something differently, feel free. But uh, I think World's the only one that's ranked in the staff rankings. Right. Well, can you tell me a little bit about World? Why are they so high on your radar? Uh, well, here? they got a couple superstars. Buddy. Uh, Lorenzen and Anthony play on the team, Minnesota team. Um, they have a goaltender that just moved in uh, from Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Uh, it's a really long hold drive. That down. Uh, Coach Nick Anthony, Coach John Weibel are, are on the bench for this team, two former Gophers. Um, John is a farmer. I met him this summer, and he farms ryegrass. How is that for little-known facts about the uh, about the uh, farming community in northern Minnesota? Rye grass. Rye grass. What do you do with rye grass? You make it into seed, and then you sell the seed to a, another farm to a uh, seed company, and then they sell it to Scotts or someone like that. Well, now I want to know what's the pervert preferred equipment up there is it john deere is it case i don't know case ih Husqvarna. i don't know but i do know there's a there's a science a huge science to, to making ryegrass and i got a big time education on it Interesting. when i was up there for the celebrity golf tournament. uh why don't you give me why that's who i was gonna that was my second choice if i wouldn't have picked the home team i'm gonna me, take the give home me team give me warriors you got why yeah all right fantastic um all right now it's the time of show where we talk about roses and thorns Oh, no. I have some roses. I have one thorn. Okay. If I were ever tempted, this would be the time in my life I would be tempted enough to use the person's name uh, in this case, but I won't because we're going to try to remain professional here. So when the thorn comes okay. around, I really wish I could say the person's name, but I can't. Yep. So you want you got a rose? I got one. Yeah, I was going to hand out a big rose to the YJH staff. Ah. That was a really long weekend yeah uh, it was a long weekend but everybody from the penalty box workers to the ticket takers to the concession stand workers thank you for helping us kathy brodzinski yeah kathy yeah She's we had a really good crew at the super rink helping us out yeah, we um did. we had great medics we had pretty much everything was i would say mostly a flawless delivery on our part um i had a yeah. fun time over in stillwater with uh with Brad and Robin putting on the semifinals in the North Rink and the South Rink and then broadcasting games. Everybody over there, winners and losers, was very appreciative of a great event. I got a lot of texts uh, on Sunday afternoon saying, hey, thanks for another great event. We appreciate it, you know, so from all different associations. And then I got calls on Monday as well saying, hey, we had just so much fun. This is teams that finished second. You know, yeah, they're like, hey, we had a great time. It was a great tournament. Good games. Good. good, well run. So good, good. I was excited. So I agree with you on that one. I'm gonna go next. I met this kid from Rochester. He's probably like eight years old. Um, he has a brother that was a peewee and a bantam in Rochester. So I'm guessing he's maybe like squirt or you know mite or squirt age. Mm-hmm. His name is Beckett Young. Now Beckett is a emerging Tony Scott. He from Roseville took. No, he's from Rochester. He took up. Literally 
uh, residence in front of the bracket board. He I, Beckett, you owe tax to the city of uh, Blaine. I love those kids. For how much time you stood in front of that bracket board, studied every team. He knew every every all sixty teams where they should have gone, where they were, where they were ranked, where everything. And he just was like, by by Saturday night. He he knew everything. I was like, I can't believe Forest Lake lost to these guys. I saw them play over on Rink Like this kid just literally devoured the Lumberjack Cup. And I figured, hey, let me what's your name? And so I wrote down his name and made sure that he gets a shout out. So thanks for being at the tournament this weekend. You never you didn't play one shift, but I think you were exhausted. It's as exhausted <laughs> as the players from White Bear and OMG, who had played two games that day. So congratulations, uh, Beckett, and hopefully I'll get to meet you again maybe at the uh, Big Pumpkin next year in Rochester. Um, I don't actually have this kid's name. I should have written it down. All right. Why didn't I write it down? But there was a, um, a goalie. I think he was from a Mankato team, and he was rotating with another Brecky? goaltender. It wasn't Brecky. I <laughs> It's a brecky. Everywhere you turn, it was a brecky. Uh, I think we've showered enough love <laughs> yes. onto the breckies. Uh, no, he was taking stats, and he had his little pencil in his hand, and he was sitting on the bench kind of going like this and doing right. Oh, I love shots it. And I love looking it. Looking around, and I think that it's a nice way for the kids to stay invested in the game, even if you're sitting on the bench. And I think it takes um, a certain level of dedication to try as hard as he was trying to get it right. I loved Mankato. I mean, those just teams general. that came, they were just had, they have such, they always come with a great attitude. They play super hard and rugged. That Bantam A team I broadcasted and the band and the PBA team I broadcasted, they just played a really hard nose style of hockey, not cheap, but they were really getting after it. They, they, they tried their hardest and they did their best this weekend. It's fun to see them. They got great uniforms, great attitude. Please, I'm begging you, come back to our events because we need more Mankatos in YHH programming. Well, I give them a lot of credit too. They're kind of on an island. Yeah, they down are down in southern Minnesota, and they're they're a little bit like Rochester, where you're looking for games all the time, all the time against so, like against like competition, or at least against yeah. against better competition. So, all right, good for Mankato. I got a really uh, what would you call this a materialistic uh, rose here. It's one and. and I saw something I've never seen before at the youth hockey level. Okay. Hopkins Baname had full on parkas, like like to the knees. So, a, so what you're saying is Amy Bisbee is in charge of the <laughs> ordering process. Yeah. Remember those? Remember those Minneapolis swag that they had a the couple old, years ago? Like where they the had like old Navy snap. They were uh, awesome. Yeah. They were uh, awesome. But this that's is why even, I'm assuming she's in charge. Probably. But this was like a royal blue parka, like with like the hood, went to the knee, like 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 a like a D one college have nice. and it had that cool Hopkins Royal like logo stitched into it, like down by the knee. I'm like you guys, even if you were 500, you guys look like you're undefeated when you walk into the rink. So, is that a fur hood? No fur hood. It was just a, oh, it was no, a no. down. You got nice. to have the fur hood. It was nice. The fur would be a little hood. too much for a boys team. Hood. The girls' world had that. It I looked like that, hood, but dude. no fur hood. So my uh, rose goes out to the Hopkins parka. Loved it. I love the fur hood. I think the fur hood is. You're gonna, you got one. I do. I have a parka that has a, a faux fur hood. All right. Uh, my last rose goes to, oh, that's a good one. 
uh, my former high school coach. Oh, Steve Champion. What a, a champion. great guy. Now he's a champion. What a great now guy, a by the way. Yeah, he's okay. He's, I really liked him. He's paired with uh, Chris Anderson, who's yes, the defensive C-A, coach. Yes, the real LA. Chris Anderson. Uh, Chris and I grew and Austin up. Carroll's also on that staff. I didn't know him as a child. But uh, Austin Carroll played for White Bear High School, graduated okay. 2018. Uh, Chris and I grew up one street and three houses away from each other. And I didn't know that until I got to high school. I just knew that he and his little brothers, Mikey, Maddie, and Nick, were always playing road hockey. And I was always so scared to ask them if I could play too. How far away do they live? Literally, they live on Idaho. I lived on Iowa Avenue. They How were many blocks they were legit. It wasn't even a full block. It would, it was over one street and three houses down. And you never played with them. I never played with them because I was too scared. No wonder to ask. you were Pee Wee Bees. I was too scared to ask. You go over there. You're Pee Wee A. I I would have been if you I would have been Pee Wee A. You would have. I would have been skills. I, because I would have been able to play against a whole bunch of other Como hey, Park guys. That's my point. Because the, the Pytiches lived two blocks. Uh, this is my point. Two blocks to the west of us. But uh, Chris was a little older than me, so I knew him through his brothers. But Chris is a St. Bernard's grad, great guy, Steve O'Hearn. He was your Did coach. He go to Bernard's? I no, can't remember if he went to Bernard's. But he coached there. He coached, um, but he played for the St. Saint Paul Saints. So yeah. it's nice to see the little guys you know, come out on top. Of course, neither of them coach in the St. Paul system anymore. They I both live in White Bear Lake. I can't imagine how many uh, players that you've come across in your White Bear days, in your YHH days, just through... Like you know, guys that I played against? Played against, coached uh, with, all that kind of stuff. The two that stand out, Mike Mooney and Mitch Cowger. Those are the two. <laughs> it always against. comes back to Mitch Cowger. Always comes always back, comes to, back to Mitch Cowger. Mainly because he was so good. All right. Uh, I'll go with my last uh, rose. This goes out to MVI. I, I, yes. I, I kind of like yes. toned it back a little bit during the sesh about them, but tell you what i i just fell in love with this team they had kids that just outworked roseville they outworked uh i think they played mankato in the in the first in their playoff game i'm telling you that was a lot of fun to watch it teams with just raw enthusiasm don't come along every day a lot of the times you get this bantam double a and pb double a they've played in our system they know where to line up they know what to do they've been in they've been in the uh stars of tomorrow or the pb challenge these kids, it was like lights, action, camera. They'd never seen a lot of it. They never haven't participated in a lot of it, and they were just soaking it up like a sponge. And it was fun to watch how excited they were and how good they were. This is this was just some. Team. This wasn't miracle really on ice here. Team. This was a good team. They thoroughly outplayed Roseville in that championship game. Uh, and I can't remember his first. It might be Bodie. Bodie Inzelman. Bodie Inzelman. <laughs> this kid has got wicked hands. I mean, he's dangling. He's such good hands, snipes it. He had a game. He had a kind of a backbreaker goal for those guys. And then Alec Bale is a first year, uh, 2011 kid from. Uh, he was the MVP of the tournament. He had like six goals and six assists. He had five points in the championship. Yeah, I mean it was he was ridiculously good. And then and then their blue line, you know, they had Jake Maurer, and then, and it's coached by Chris Carroll, the longtime Blaine coach and former. Is really? Yeah. He was he's such a good coach. You can see how I'm not saying he out coached Joe Dezik. I'm just saying he's I don't know a really much, good coach. Yeah, I don't I'm just know how saying much out coach. You can do that. No, when level. when you get the team fired up, but but what Chris did with his kids, you could just see the positive energy of these kids, how hard they worked, how well instructed they were getting on and getting off the ice. They didn't take a lot of long shifts. 
they knew their roles. It was just like it was a really well done team, and and I loved it. Uh, that that was a a huge rose to those guys, and I hope we can see them more in in future events with YHH. Well, I hope so too. I'm looking at the uh, last year's Squirt A roster for MVI, and I see another name on there, uh, Michael Christensen. Yes, from their PUEAT. Yes, this year. that way he was. You know, if, if, when we make out the all tournament all tournament team, the bigger roster, Christensen will make that one hands down. Just yeah, a hard working kid. We're gonna have to find some space we're gonna have to find some space for those guys teams. for sure so there's my last rose goes out to mvi okay we're on to thorns yeah we're on to thorns you want to go first yeah um a thorn for consolation games and <laughs> let me do this. let me explain you can't you're forbidden from doing this this is, for, this is forbidden fruit what you're watching right now consolation games are important you're supposed to get four games at yeah. our event and our goal is to uh, get you to guarantee you at least one game, at least your opener against a team that you don't play normally. The goal of the consolation game is for you to finish a tournament strong. Yeah, you're in the consolation game, but you know what? Only two teams go to the championship, so suck it up. What I hate, though, is that consolation games, especially at the older levels, turn into donkey rodeos yeah. where all Elbow you're trying fest. to do is trying to hurt somebody. I heard a player on a team's bench talk about we play these guys next week we're going to expletive them up yeah and i couldn't help but think if that's where your head is right now then your hockey career is going to be a lot shorter than you think it's going to be yeah you're, you're here for the wrong be. reasons you're here for the wrong reasons you're here to play your game to learn a little bit in this consolation game some coaches like to mix up their lines in the consolations to see what they can do. Let's give, try our new power give, play. Give let's, goalie, another let's goalie, play a goalie, another role. shot. Yeah. But the players who take it as an opportunity to injure, to, injure, to hurt, or to just play like a donkey because that's exactly what you're doing, don't do that. Yeah. People remember that stuff. You're wasting every – if that's how you're going to play, don't bother showing up. I agree. All right, uh, my thorn goes out to Hockey Dad, who who picks fights in the stands and uh, just his overall aggressive nature with just about everywhere he went last weekend. Uh, tame it back. Dial it in. If you're that guy who wants to, you know, take it up with the other team out in the parking lot, uh, you're in the wrong spot. You're just in the wrong spot. Like, just don't do that. Remember, don't remember do that. these rules. Players play. Coaches coach, refs ref, parents cheer. And that, nowhere in the rules does it say parents fight with other parents. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say parents yell at the refs, okay? Those are really hard, fast rules in any youth sporting event. So let's try to stick to the stick, stay to your lane, cheer for your kids. When they win the championship, have a good time. Have a good time. You won. If you, if you finish second, Congratulations! You beat. You were the second best team out of sixteen. But other than that, just stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. We are done with this lane of we youth are. hockey recap for Peter Odney and Kayla Joe Franz. I'm Tony Scott. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. Go ahead, 